Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, yes indeed, we're back. It's the Causeway Kings. After we're done beating our heads against a wall and trying to figure out the ups, downs, lefts, right, and in between, here on the WMEX Sports Podcast Network, your friend Ben, alongside Marshall, Clance, and Gordo. And boys, it has been a ride, to say the least. Uh, we haven't checked in since... Uh, what was that, the uh, third game of the playoffs is, I think, the last time we checked in. So quite a bit has happened since then, but it's good to have the boys all back together with all of our friends here on 1510. Uh, Want to go around the horn first and foremost. Gordo, how are you, and uh, how are the new additions to the family? Boys, how we doing? Good to see everybody. <laughs> Whoop, whoop. I think I, I think the Bruins just got exited when the last time we chatted. So they, um, they didn't even get that far yet. All's good, man. All's good, boys. The uh, we my wife and I welcomed Mr. Jack Gordo and Brooks Gordo, two twin boys. Nice to, uh, to the uh, Viking tribe. We're uh, we keep growing. Everyone's healthy and happy. Uh, Dad is exhausted. <laughs> I think we're all mom is too, as uh, is tradition. But oh, they're man. they're awesome, man. They're they're so awesome. That's it's, good. Uh, I wish I could probably have a hundred kids if it was possible. But <laughs> why would you? I'm getting I'm getting close to tapping out, boys. Forty five. He's done, he's done his part, folks. He's done his part. I can't, I can't shoot it like I used to, you know. <laughs> Thank God I'm in the studio tonight. Cl Clance, welcome back to you, my friend. You've had a bit going on as well. Hope everybody's good and that the family's also happy. Everyone's doing well over here in the uh, the Clancy compound. <clears throat> Excuse me. No, things are going good. I just uh, just celebrated a milestone birthday. Last week turned the uh the big four oh. Woohoo! Happy birthday, uh, buddy. Don't feel a day over thirty-nine, so that's good. Uh <laughs> big big shout out to my my beautiful bride, Kristen, and my three boys, Jack, Max, and Cole, for uh making the birthday extremely special and uh unforgettable. But yeah, no, things are good. Just uh ramping up for summer and uh yeah, right just glad to be back with you guys. It's been forever. It's been a hot minute, no doubt about it. Good to have and you. We'll man. just we're just gonna call this the Merrill rant episode because we know exactly what's gonna happen. Uh, so because of that, my beautiful bride did bring me down my Dairy Queen Blizzard that I ordered. So I will be sitting back and eating it and listening to Merrill go off. Ah yes, which does bring us to our next segment. First and foremost, in the green corner, wearing the blue trunks, Merrill Marshall. Ready to rip this organization a new one and then surgically reinstall it to a different part of its body. That is impressive, Merrill. How are you? Well, um, broke my ribs uh, about two weeks ago, so that was fun. Hockey injury, completely stupid. Um, so that's good. So I've been uh, I've been on the mend. So I might not quite have the uh, the stamina that I usually do, but it. it Actually, today was probably the best I felt in a while. But, you know, outside of that, you know, um, waiting for the second baby to come in November. Um, baby girl, uh, Violet's doing good. My wife is doing good. When I order her the uh, right lunch, when I don't screw up her lunch order. And, uh, it's yeah. It's critical. I, yeah, I tell you, 
Gordo has had better acquisitions so far this offseason than the Bruins. Two little two little ones there. Uh, he's he's already ahead of uh, Don Sweeney right now. There. So <laughs> it's already begun. It's already absolute begun. absolute stud muffins, by the way, Gordo. Yeah, I know. Just absolute studs. Would you expect anything less? Like I said, that beard, look at him. He's ready for his freaking Yellowstone cameo. He's ready. Yeah. He's taking over Kevin Costner. Yeah. <laughs> I'm hoping that one of these guys will be a, decide they want to play hockey someday. And that's when Gordo shall strike. Yep. <laughs> that's when he. Right now we're in, full, we're in full, full, full blown lacrosse. Actually, that just that just ended. Too ah. short. The cross season's too short. I was gonna say, like, I thought you were just getting started last time we talked. Right. So it's like it's like two months, man. I'm like, how the hell? What? Like, hockey's never ending. It's about how long it's been since we talked last, actually. So that works out. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Well. So. Yikes! So much to catch up on, and uh, we're we're not even at silly season quite yet, are we, boys? I mean, uh, youth leagues have still got a little ways to go before they start doing their picks, unless I'm mistaken. And then, uh, locally speaking, the summertime is in full effect here. So, where are we at as far as the off season? It is draft time, and the Bruins, of course, without any first round picks, but. Hey, made a couple of second-round picks today. Marshall, do you want to go ahead and break it down for all the kids at home? I'm just going to put my mic down. Yeah, enjoy. <laughs> well, break down the break down the draft picks. I mean, um, they took a lot of overagers. That's the one thing that I noticed. Um, I think that was part of the plan. They took a lot of centers. But, I mean, as far as, like, breaking it down, I mean – I'm not sure. Like a lot of the guys are, are at least, you know, a, a few years away from competing. I mean, like, or at the pro level, I mean, you got a, one kid's going to Cornell, another kid's going to stay over in Sweden. Um, like it, it, it's tough to really, it's tough to really gauge what they're going to be at this point. It's not like they had a lot of top, top two round. Uh, well, they didn't have any picks. So it's like, it, it's hard to, it's hard to gauge really. Um I'm not sure if you had, had seen some of the kids. There was one kid from the USHL, I think, Gordo. Um, I'm not sure if you had a chance to see him play or heard anything about him. Yeah, um, the the, uh, the Pelosi kid out of Mount, pretty good player. I, I mean, I, I don't know. I you guys you guys know that you know the Don the Don Sweeney effect in the uh, in the draft. They drafted a couple Swedes. Um, you know, Pelosi, Pelosi is a pretty good player. He's going to Quinnipiac next year. Um, or he's committed to Quinnipiac. I think he's yeah. gonna, I think he's going there next year. Um, mm-hmm. the other kid, Hendrickson, Darby's kid, US, yeah. US national program kid. Um, I think he had, yeah, I think he only had about 20 points last year. Yeah, sixteen. He's a big kid. Like the one thing I noticed is they're all they he, they drafted everybody. A lot of the guys were head size. So yeah, 16, I just it was weird. Like the the WHL definitely had a you know last night was they kind of mopped up in the first round. It looks like a lot of teams are looking for some toughness, right? Some size, yeah. skating ability. Um, and then, you know, the Bruins kind of, you know, the kid, 
Ryan Walsh. He went in the sixth round. Um, played at Sal- played at Salisbury. Played in Cedar Rapids last year. Actually had a pretty good season. He had like he had almost eighty points. Yeah, uh, he's going to Cornell. So, yeah. I I mean, <clears throat> weirdly enough, Cornell's a you know you you can be a you can be a steal out of that school. Yeah, they produce some NHL players. Um, Douglas yeah. Murray, um, Lee Stepniak, I think, was from there too. Um, it's a great, great place to play. They're tough yeah. to play against. Um, you know, and they and they they do have some. You know, it's not your traditional Division One college hockey team that you would think would be turning out NHL guys, but they've got some. They've got some good players coming out of there. Uh, Isn't that where Wagner went? Uh, Chris Wagner? Yeah. No, I don't think he was a Cornell guy, was he? Or was he Colgate? He might have been Colgate. I don't know. No, he, was one of the, he, he was one of those wicked smart schools. Colgate, yeah. You Colgate. guys are going to stump me on that one. I, I don't no. know. Col- Colgate after the South Shore Kings. But, I mean, you know, as far as, like, I mean, it's a copycat league, and what have we seen now for the last four or five years? Big, heavy, physical teams. Blues, Tampa Bay, their Giants, um, Colorado was big. I think a lot of people forget that, you know, that they, they, had, they had some skill, but they had some big guys. And, um, you know, look at them in the fourth line of Vegas. They changed that series. Colasar breaks to Chuck Sternum. Different series after that. So I think teams are finally – you know, you know the the rest of the league. I think is finally realizing that hey, you know, you need to have, you know, tough, heavy hockey wins in the playoffs. And you know, puck possession is nice, but you know, if you what good does puck possession when they just can, you know, a two hundred fifteen pound dude just comes in, takes the puck off your stick, and or just mashes you in the corner. Yeah, you know? actually, if uh, did you guys watch the draft last night? I did. Yeah. Uh, Brian Boucher had some good takes on some guys, right? And they, as the the first rounders were coming off the board, you know, he it was all guys that he liked and talked about, and you know, and the, you know, obviously those first round guys have all this the same sort of skill set for the most part, right? Elite skaters, uh, Bedard's obviously a different breed on his own, but that's um, a rocket. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, that's why he went number one overall. You think so? Yeah. At he's all right at hockey, but his mom's a smoker. <laughs> and he's never eaten fast food, which is kind no, of No, never. Never. Todd Marinovich. Um, I but I I did like his take on, you know, some of these teams and then grabbing grabbing guys out of the WHL, which is traditionally, you know, I would say the tougher of the the three leagues up in up in Canada. So um, and and some and some of his and some of his guys that he liked in his picks, and it was all it was it was mostly the compete level stuff, right? Like, you know, maybe not the elitist of skaters, or you know, but guys that can get it done, and they just have a huge, huge compete level. So they're gonna they're gonna play right. They're they're playoff guys. They're they're gonna score goals, and they they're gonna play their ass off, and they're tough and. Um, you know, as I think everyone here now can see from the the Stanley Cup run, you know, um, 
Although we did, I think we did talk about Vegas in the beginning of the season, right? I mean, they were just as hot as Boston to start the year. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, and, you know, I think in the end, like, you know, I mean, Florida hung around for as long as they did. Cause they, you know, they had, they had guys that could compete and were willing to compete and play tough hockey and go to the, go to the tough areas and, um, and they had success with it. I just think Vegas was the, you know, I wouldn't say tougher team per se. I think they had that, you know, I would say equally as tough, but with a lot more skill. Right. So. I think um, they were the healthier team. And I think, you know, you know, you brought up a great point and both you guys have said it in the past, but I'll, I'll reiterate it. It's like everybody in the NHL, it, it's so the, 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 the skill sets are so, Everybody can skate. Everybody can shoot. Everybody can pass. The games are real close. What does it boil down to? What what the teams are looking for? What else different can you bring to the table? And it usually shows up and compete. You know, I you know being uh being tough to play against, being you know winning board battles, um, being willing to accept roles, go to the going to the net, blocking shots. Like it's not glamorous, but that's what wins in the playoffs. And I think. You know that that's something that I think in the in the end of the day was what separates players in their careers. But go ahead, I mean, cut you off, clients. No, I, I agree one hundred percent. I mean, we've been saying it every time we record. Playoff hockey is a completely different breed of hockey. You know, I mean, you look at that that Panthers team. You know, no one ever expected to do what they did, and their compete level was amongst the best out of all teams in the playoffs, other than Vegas, obviously. I mean, the physicality they brought every game, um, Kachuk, Reinhardt, all the Gudis. I mean, they are just absolute animals out there, and the Bruins couldn't couldn't match it, you know? And that's shame on them. You can't, you know, you, you, can't, oh. ha- you can't have that type of fucking regular season. And then literally... I, I took a shit that looks better than the way they played in the playoffs. You know, don't get me started, man. On on you know, Gordo called it right. Regular season, it's men's league. It's point night. It's everybody's you know just just flying around. Everything's free and breezy, easy zone entries, easy in, easy out. There's a lot of I I I'll just say this: you can write it down, you can mark it down. June 29, twenty three, the Bruins will never win a Stanley Cup with the defense core that they have currently constituted. Their big guys don't play physical enough, and their skilled guys, their smaller guys, can't handle playoff hockey. Period. End of story. Guys, I'm calling this the Cassidy curse. Totally. And it's weird that out of the – would they have four or five draft picks and they only drafted one defenseman? Yeah. Yeah. It's stupid. I mean, and – Unfortunately, I don't think there's many defensemen out there on the trade market right now that they could re- that they need. You know, here's the thing: best defenseman on the market is Orlov, and the best forward probably is Bertuzzi. And I, I don't know how they're going to sign. I don't know how they're going to. They, they, uh, Sweeney said he, he might not be able to bring back any of them. And um, you know, well, ironically, I would. I would right now at this point, I'm so down on the Bruins decor. I would, I would, I would trade all of them. I, the only one I want to keep is the one that's not going to sign is Orlov. Like Clifton, 
Why would you get rid of McAvoy though? I, I don't understand that. He didn't have a he dude, he didn't have one hit in game six or game seven. Did you know oh, that? So and then if that's the case, then we should get rid of every fucking player in the team then. No, their forwards are good. Their forwards, I, I think their forwards by and large are pretty good. I, I think where the series was lost was defense core and goaltending. I think the defense core is number one. Like the, I, I, it, the more I thought about it, I was like, you know, everyone wants to blame Allmark, and he played. He, 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 they didn't. He didn't give him a save in Game Six when they should have won that series. But their, their breakouts, their defending, their ability to take away time and space on the defensive side were so bad. Um, and don't get me wrong, like Bertuzzi had some terrible giveaways that I uh, that's always going to be buried in my mind's eye. Backhand pass on the half wall into the into the blue line intercepted by Florida but like I mean listen are we trading McAvoy no I I I'll you know all in all but according, according to you McAvoy. you would love to see him gone Mara wants Kale everyone McCarr, gone for Kel, for Kale McCarr sure but I mean they, they like Lindholm I'd listen on Lindholm he's got why because he had a bad playoff and play with broken foot I so did Aaron Ekblad I did see some reports that Lindholm is they would they would take conversations on him. Yeah. Well, we got no points hit. in eleven playoff games with the Bruins in his career. Yeah. I mean it's I don't know. Part of part of me is like uh, you know, what what kind of defenseman was Don Sweeney? Bingo. Yep. He was undersized, undersized solid. Connor Clifton. First pass guy, yeah. Like a Clifton, a Greslick, like, you know, I just, you look at the teams that had success in the playoffs, man. They're just monsters. It's, you know, at at the NHL level, man, all these teams have forwards that can just do hot, you know, high level, crazy stuff. And I I, I don't even think it it has to be like, they don't have to have seven defensemen that are 6'5", 6'6", 240 pounds. No, no, no. It's it's all about the drive and the the tenacity of being, you know, a physical, gritty. Like Andrew Ference. Ference was five. Yeah, Ference. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, if you took the style of play that Bertuzzi has and put it in a, a McAvoy or a, you know a Clifton or like, I think that makes our decor better. But you can't. I mean, every every defenseman's groomed differently, and unfortunately, you know, you guys hit it on the head. Their their GM was a. Pass first, small, undersized defenseman, not very physical, you know, very good skater, terrible drafter, but you know, <laughs> big that, small that's, defensemen don't win. That that's the biggest thing. That's what kind of the last few years have shown us. That I mean, even Kale McCarr, he's not a small guy. Like people, that's a huge misnomer. They think he's like Sam Gerrard size, who broke his sternum and missed the playoffs last year, by the way, but. Like McCarr's a good sized dude. I mean, he's pretty good. Like six foot, two hundred. Like, yeah, and he can skate like the wind. Yeah, he's a he's a solid. You know, he's tough to take off his feet. He's a solid kid. Yeah, and and he's got skill like you wouldn't believe. Um, yeah, you know, I, I I just think the Bruins need to come up with a different game plan on the back end. You know. Totally. And, you know, Merrill, you alluded to this yesterday in the group, like, you know, if Swayman leaves and, you know, now, now you're going to put all that on all Mark, then you got to kind of go through that backup goalie phase again. And, you know, can 
Allmark's not going to go every game next season. Bring in Hellebuck. Um, Provider he's still here. That's probably why the goalies are still here because Hellebuck hasn't moved yet. And Hellebuck already he already came out and said he's not re, he's not re-signing in uh, in Winnipeg. Yeah, I just I just found no. it I just found it odd that the Bruins had a third and fourth round pick and they 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 spent it on you know a kid that played local academy hockey in Rhode Island. You know he's going to good college, national champ, but um, and then the other kid, um, Hendrickson. You know, national team kid, but he wasn't one of their like top guys, right? No, he was. He was. They weren't. He wasn't a Will Smith. He wasn't a Leonard. Like he wasn't these guys that are putting up a hundred and scoring. Yeah. No. I mean, he's um, good. Good sized kid, six two, hundred and seventy five pound guy, but. Now let me ask you guys this: San Jose is looking to move Eric Carlson. They sure are. If if there was a cap space thing that we could do to get him, now granted he's not a physical player; he's a gifted offensive defenseman that just had a hundred points as a defenseman. Would you take him? No, I I don't think I would either. It's just a lot of risk there, and not to say that that's not worth taking the gamble, but. For where the Bruins are right now, that I don't think that's the recipe that's going to fix what's going on here. I mean, they're bringing guys like Lucic back, which uh, great identity move, I think. We'll find out. But still good to see that. It's like, why didn't you do that last season? You had Krejci. You had Bergie. That would have been the power line well, with Lucic. That's but... because Felino probably didn't want to give up number 17, and Lucic is only going to wear 17. So. I, I, True. You know, I, I think Clearly. that – I would love Carlson. I don't. The Bruins. There, there would be so much that they would have to do as far as cap gymnastics. He's making eleven million. They would probably have the the San Jose would probably have to make him an eight million dollar player and eat three million. But like, they have to eat more than that. And oh yeah, yeah. But I mean, they're probably just going to keep him. Then I mean, he was a hundred point defenseman, great season. But like, you look at around the league, guys. There's good players that are moving for nothing because the cap is hasn't gone up because of the pandemic. You got Johansson moving for nothing, Taylor Hall and Felino moving for nothing, Kevin Hayes for nothing. Like Tampa Literally got rid of Ross nothing. Colton. Did you see? Like I love what Colorado did. They got Ross Colton and they got Johansson. That that they're gonna be studs on that on that Colorado team. Like yeah. like that's but but. You know, I have so many thoughts about what's happened recently. Like, like I just complete aside uh, league wide. Like, I don't understand how the Kraken get a six hundred fifty million dollar expansion fee, and we can't raise the goddamn cap three million dollars. Like, you look at all the other leagues around, like the other sports. Like, it's a disgrace that the hot that hockey can't have a raised salary cap. It's killing the game. It's like. They're like, well, it might go up four million dollars next year. It's that's bull crap. There, if if each team agreed to add like two million dollars, that's sixty four million, and you do it for the last two years, that that makes a difference. Like you can't. It's killing the game. It's killing the players' salaries. It's killing like, I mean, fan interest is still there, but it just sucks. Like, there's no way those players would move for nothing. Like it just. It's just it's I mean, very frustrating. Well, I mean, let's look at the Kevin Hayes situation. He's he's got moved because him and Tortorella did not get along, and they're in a rebuild. They're in a complete rebuild. 
He's making just over seven mil a year. Why not move him? Right? They're eating 50% of his salary. The kid that they got in the draft in the first round, there there's they're calling him the next uh Kaprizov slash Malkin type player. Yeah. Like that's I, who they're basing their rebuild around. Yeah, which Washington I think is phenomenal. Time. Yeah, Washington <laughs> no. probably fucking hates themselves right now. Did you hear? Did you see what happened with his dad? His dad was murdered by like the t- the, the team because the, he he was trying to get him to be released from his KHL contract. And like, I mean, I I don't know what exactly. You'll never find out because it's Russia. But I mean, probably the the team was like, yeah, you know, like his dad was found dead in like a river. It's awful. He's got what a three year deal over there. Yeah, yeah. had a three year deal over there. Yeah, he, he's not eligible to come over till the 25-26 season. Interesting. That's unbelievable right there. Uh, but, I mean, he probably would have gone second if, if if he didn't have that hanging over his head. Like, I feel terrible for the kid. And, you know, it's like, I think we forget, too. And, Gordo, you've been there before. You've been drafted, and you've gone through, like, the whole rigmarole, too. It's like, there's a lot on these kids at a young age. Like, more than any other sport, like – like 18 year old kids being drafted. A lot of them are expected to come in and, and in the first year or two compete beyond the roster. Like it's like well, playing that's the thing men. about like Bedard, right? Yeah. The kid's a phenom. Don't get me wrong. Like he's, but the pressure that is on this kid to come in and basically revamp Chicago by himself. Now. Okay. Okay. They got, you know, they brought in, I think some very good veterans to, to Josh work Bailey. with him. Came they brought in the- Josh Bailey. They brought in Corey uh, Perry, Felino, Taylor Corey Hall. Corey Perry, they just got Taylor Hall, who's a you know number one overall pick himself. Like these are guys that are going to be able to help this kid grow and understand what it's like to be a pro. But realistically, the only two that are really going to be able to support him on the ice, I personally think are going to be Taylor Hall and Josh Bailey. You know, I, I don't see Corey Perry. I mean, he's nothing but a little prick in front of the net. That's it. Yeah, you know? I think it's just, uh, you know, they've got to get some good veteran leadership around this kid, you know. Um, Felino I mean, is a, you, Felino I, is a is... I think, I mean, Taves is out. He's done. Um, I don't know what can, the Kane situation is. I think he's, I don't know, he's, he's hurt anyways. I think he's going to be out next season. Was he got something with his hips? Something, yeah. He had some, I guess, major injury maybe that wasn't really disclosed or something like that. I, I mean, I don't know. I Chicago, I thought Chicago drafted well. I like the other first round kid they grabbed more. Um, that kid can absolutely wheel. Um, he's a good player. You know, I mean they're they're in another team though, like they're in a rebuild. That kid, you know, they're gonna be it's gonna take that organization, you know, unless unless Bedard just is what everybody thinks he's going to be, um, which, you know, I, I think he's going to come right in and he's going to put up a lot of goals next year. Well, I do too. I I, I mean, but what again, do you guys think he'll be at points? Let's do a little bet, right? Not a bet, I, but, you know, let's predict. I, I'm, I mean, I, I like him at like 30, 40 goals next year. Yeah. No doubt. I, I see him with, with Gordo, 30, 40 goals, total points between 75 and 95. Yeah, I don't think he's much of an assist guy, you know. No, by, I think default, he'll be... by default, he's you know, he's because he's going to be on the ice and you know, um, 
but that the kid's his shooting ability, I think, is just you know. Did you ever hear the story and how he got his shot? Like how his like drag and snapshot got so good? Yeah, broke his. He was a kid when he broke his wrist, and he wanted to learn how to shoot better, even while he was in a cast. And I think what they they cut like the thumb part out. So it was just a cast part around his wrist. So he was able to still move his wrist and snap it. There's no, I mean, there's release. It's, I think his release is better than Matthews. Yeah. They it's were talking crazy. about his, they were, I think he's still using like a 70 flex, maybe. Seven, he says he, he, he goes back and forth from a 70 to a 72. He said he, right now, he won't go above 72. Yeah. That's which, crazy. Is, which is crazy, right? Like, you know, he but he's, said he, he's not a big guy, so that would probably. No. He uses he likes a little whip in his stick, and he says he likes to use a soft blade. Yeah, he's got a long. He's got a long. He uses a big stick. Yeah, he's got a big stick, and I mean the kid just he, his shot, man. I I haven't seen too many guys shoot a puck like that. You know, I mean, I mean we've no watched Sackick maybe. We've watched Avechkin oh. for years. Just I mean Avechkin, obviously his shot yeah. is just ridiculous, but. You know, this kid's got, you know, he's a different player, right? Ovechkin's a, just a beast. This kid's, he's all, this kid's all skill. Uh, he's got, he's got grit too, though, man. But Dard's not afraid to throw the body around when he has to. I've seen highlights of him coming down on a guy and the D steps up on him. He just runs the D over. Like, yeah, the kid can dangle through anything or anyone, but he's got, he's got, he plays with a chip on his shoulder too, which I like. Yeah. yeah I mean, I We'll have to see when he gets there, right? It's all once he lands on that big stage, man. It's it's just going to be, you know. You you think Chicago throws him to the fire right away? Of course. Oh, hundred yo first hundred percent, baby. Yeah, that kid's he's he's playing, man. And opening night roster already against yep. Pittsburgh. The opening is Pitt. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think it'll be a tough season for Chicago, but. Um, you know, you buy a jersey yet? I'm, I'm, I'm definitely back on the Hawks train. Absolutely, I'm definitely, I'm definitely back on the Hawks train. I, I like. I'm glad they, regardless of what everybody thinks about the, the lottery thing, and you know, I, I just, I don't know. I, I like, I like Chicago original six, right? Like. When I got and you drafted. Were drafted by him, <laughs> yeah. well, like when I got drafted, it was like such a, I you know at I was supposed to go a lot higher than I did, and you know I fell to the sixth round, and you know I was a little disappointed, but just you know then you let it all kind of soak in, like you know original sixteen, just like an honor, like you know, and it's a great fucking city, man, like good city, good tradition there, huh? so. On, on that note, did, uh, did you ever get like a certificate or any any bit of memorabilia from that actual uh, uh, draft or anything at all like that? I know you, I know you told the story before it was over the phone for the most part, but did you ever end up getting anything to uh, remember that particular moment in life? It was the so the draft that year was in um, uh, Pittsburgh. So my dad and I drove out, um, and I was I was. Uh, you know, I, I was a potential like second, third round. I met with a bunch of teams, um, you know, and then 
they called that year the European invasion. They were just drafting Euros like crazy. So um, a lot of guys kind of fell a lot lower than predicted. And um, But I did. I got I got to go up and go down to the floor and shake hands with everybody. I got a jersey and a hat and got, sent, got a couple pictures taken and sent on my merry way. So unfortunately, it's like, you know, not like today's day and age, right? Where everyone's got phone, you can take video and take a bunch of pictures and <laughs> you just you just show up and you just kind of sit there, right? And just like watch the event and as it goes on. But um it was that that year was great, man. It was Joe Thornton, obviously Jumbo went number one, Boston. Yeah. And then uh I think bring eight, him back. Eight picks later they took uh Sergei Samson off. Oh, oh what a combo. Was, uh, who was playing pro hockey already for yeah. those that didn't know he was playing in the IHL for the Detroit Vipers and absolutely dangling guys. Um, and I remember they popped that kid's video up on the screen and watching him just like undress pro guys. And you're like, uh, that, that kid's really fucking good. He just got drafted by the wrong team. I think. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Like Boston, every player that gets drafted by that uh, team. Just Boston, they obviously had those just terrible, you know, years, 90s. And, you know, I think if he went to like a Detroit or something like that, he, he probably would have He would add a million points. But no, it was, uh, and then uh, who else was that? Patrick Marlowe. That was the, the other big guy. Wow. Obviously. And he just yeah. retired. So. Yeah. He's just retiring, and I haven't seen the the a hockey rink. I haven't put my gear on in as long as he's been playing in the NHL. So. Matt Cook went three picks before you. Yeah, there was there was some there was some good players, man. It was um, you know not that there's always good players. So uh, Avon's favorite son, Mike Motto. Yeah, I think he was one of the very last picks in that draft. I think they were still doing. Uh, I think they were still doing thirteen rounds, maybe back then. Nine, yeah. Was, was it nine or thirteen? I think I th- maybe it had just changed over. So I th- I'm pretty sure he was one of the last picks. Yeah, uh, Rangers grabbed him, and I mean, look at like you know, Mike went on and had a unbelievable career for you know fourteen years or so. So that's why the draft is it's great, right? It's you know, um, I saw. Paul Vincent, Mr. B made a nice quote today about, you know, getting drafted and like, it's, you know, it's an honor and, you know, but that doesn't mean, I think a lot of guys kind of take it for granted, right? They get drafted and then they just think they've kind of made it. Um, Not even close. I would, I would include myself maybe in that sort of like, you know, you get drafted you get a big head. So I think for a lot of guys, it's, you know, like you were talking about, Merrill, like, the you know, these guys, they get drafted. There's a lot of pressure. A lot of these kids are coming out of OHL. Like, they're going right to pro, right? So it's, um, you know, it's a tough journey, man. You just drafted, undrafted. You just got to keep kind of working. And, you know, it's, it's a full-time job at that point. So. Yeah, I mean, it's um... – it definitely it's the highest level and, and there's definitely there's like no margin for error like I don't even know how I would approach it because like you feel like 
there's probably some guy somewhere from that draft doing working on something, doing something, skating, running, uh, shooting pucks, whatever. I mean, it, the competition to even get to that level is fucking outrageous. Like, it's hard to even fathom. Like, you think just fucking me being an idiot playing men's league, and then you think, like, just the skill and stuff and the and the work ethic and, you know, the maniacs that it takes to, you know, that, that get up to that level. But, um, I, I mean, go ahead. You just you made me remember, you know, just saying how quickly it can go to your head and how quickly – you know, playing hockey in the in the big show, it comes and goes, you know. And I think uh, the quickest memory that comes to my mind, at least for Bruins history, was the uh, short tenure of Matt Irwin. Still very much in the league, I do believe, currently. <laughs> but if you'll recall, we signed him. He played uh, a couple of preseason games, looked great. I think it was the very first regular season game they put him out there. Within nice 10 minutes, it was just like, what happened to you? Gave up a terrible turnover, goal against, blew three or four different plays. And you know what happened to that guy? Less than 10 minutes after that game was over, down to the AHL. And what happened to him? Traded away. That was that. He made it back into the big somewhere else later on. But it was just he like... He played on the cup team in Nashville. It's weird. Some guys just aren't a good fit. It's weird. Some guys just don't work. I don't know if it's system. Like some guys, maybe it's the D partner you're playing with. I, I maybe. Don't mean, you always go you back can. to the fucking defense, Merrill. Jesus Christ! It's always the defense's fault, Clance. You know that. Well, he's a For defenseman. Fuck's sakes, he, he's Matt Irwin's <laughs> a defenseman. But I think, um, I think at anything though, like you know, I mean, think about the percentile that makes it to the top of the top, right? less less than a fraction man it's it's so small and it's you know i think i i do think luck you know everyone's like no there's no luck involved it's all hard work and i do think there's a little luck for some guys right where it's just kind of like you know i mean fuck look at bruce cassidy you know from a from a coaching standpoint right just a little bit of luck he's he's doing like, you know, the we kind of turned over from the Claude Julian days and Bruce comes in and now all of a sudden we've got a, a high flying offense and we're scoring goals. They're fun to watch. And, you know, the Bruins, because a couple guys didn't like them and, you know, still here, unfortunately, and then boof, right. They can them and then he, look where he lands. Right. And they, yeah. they, and then Vegas gets Eichel and, Guys, one guy just won a fucking Stanley Cup. Like, literally you know, left you know. the tire fire of Buffalo to win a Stanley Cup, and that was 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 this Eichel's first actual playoffs ever? It was in the yeah. NHL. Yeah. He had never made it yeah. before. I mean, how many years in the league now? And to, to have your first playoff be the playoff for you—that's even rarer than uh, well, the other I mean, unfortunate doing, circumstances. He, he, he he was able to get furloughed out of Buffalo, and uh, he made the most of it, but um. Thank you, know, you, Jeff Skinner. Cassidy had, Cassidy had a saying during the playoffs, during the Vegas Cup run, he's like, winning hurts. And, you know, it, it, it's it's true. Like, you, you watch the way that team played. Yeah, they were big. They were physical. They were super skilled. Like, I think that's another thing that people always kind of accentuate certain things and they leave out the fact that they were really talented. Um, but, it, like, it, just the way they played – 
you know, as a team, like they weren't disjointed at all. Like, honestly, honest to God, you know what impressed me the most, even maybe more than the win over Florida, because that seemed kind of like anticlimactic was how they beat the fucking Oilers, who I thought, I'm like, the Oilers are going to fucking win this series. They got the two best players in the world. They're they're a big team, too. They had some big boys. And they were lighting and, it up points-wise. And to watch Vegas take them down, and, uh, like, it, 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 was imp- it was impressive. Like, I was shocked, especially when um, they went to Aiden Hill, like their goaltender. I'm like, who the hell is this guy? I think we were just shooting pucks on him down at the Babis. I'm like, I never seen this guy before. And he stole it, man. Yeah. He was lights out. Lights out. By the way, sneaky underrated coaching candidate who's been his unreal goalie coach is Sean Burke for Vegas, man. That guy, that guy is fucking amazing. Look at all the goaltenders they've gone through over the past five years. And he's the one constant. Like, that's a guy that I would I would try and pluck out of that organization. That guy is unbelievable. I think well, I Vegas think, does the plucking. I was going to say, I don't think they're going to make any changes after last season. No. That's no, not true. They've already made a whole only, bunch. Their only issue is, is um, I don't think they're going to they can afford Hill. They're 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 up against the cap pretty pretty high. They just got rid of Marchessault. He's gone. Yeah, but they all they also just resigned no, Barbashev. Right? Yeah, they got rid of Riley Smith. Oh, I'm sorry, I don't know why I thought it was Marchessault, but yeah, he, and they he, he was one of the originals. They, and they just re-signed Barbashev. Yep. Did they officially re-sign Hill or no? I thought I heard. No, they they can't. Uh, I don't think I don't think they have the cap space. Okay, yeah, they haven't officially extended him yet. They said they're working on one, but yeah, they're gonna have to. Well, yeah. Here's the other thing too. Like they, Mark Stone missed like the last. Was he out the whole season? He pulled a Kucherov, didn't he? And they brought him back for the playoffs. Actually, they're saying Stone's going to be out pretty much indefinitely this season as a result of the injuries. <laughs> Bring him he, back he's, for the season. He's probably going to retire. I mean, he's got a cup. What's he need anything else for? You, you know what I think I'm going to do, guys? I think with my men's league team, I'm going to roster Heath, have him miss the whole season with a phantom injury, then bring him back for the playoffs. Pull it up, Mark Stone. I'm down. Oh, hey, I think we got. We got we got some breaking news that just came through our group chat from Beacon. He really? sent a screenshot of a tweet that Elliot Freeman just posted. Tyler Bertuzzi will be testing the free agent market on July 1. That wow. stinks. Wow. And the re- I literally am pretty sure that the reason why they got rid of Hall was to open up $6 million in cap space to yep. try to sign Bertuzzi. Well, yep. maybe they, they still have an opportunity. It's just they're going to have to fight 32 other teams to do it now. You know, no, here's, here's the thing that, that kind of gets me is that either one or two things, either that Sweeney loves this roster way too much. Like, it shouldn't be that hard to move on from Grizzly. It, it, and the, other, the only other thing I could think of is the goalie market is there's kind of a glut because I think everybody's really waiting on what's going to happen with Hellebuck. And, you know, when you think about it, when you really look at Allmark, he was a tandem goalie. He only played, you know, 53% of the games, if you will, you know, he hasn't played well in the playoffs. Like if you look at Hellebuck, like if you compare number, any Hellebuck's done it for a lot longer, like Hellebuck is a stud. And I, I think he's the top goalie. I, I don't, I don't think that they can, I don't think they can get what they want for Allmark if, if anything. And I think they're driving a hard bargain with Swayman because he's a restricted free agent, but that sucks. That they can't get Bertuzzi. 
Well, damn. That's all I can say about that. Let's uh, let's talk about this Centennial season jersey. They've released the uh, new, old, old, new, old, new logo. And uh, I don't know. Looks pretty good. Looks like we're going back to the 90s, the old Mike Milbury days, eh? What do you guys think of the new jerseys? It's just so they look better at the morgue. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Um, I mean, I... What do you you guys think? Like, it's... It's the old, it's the old '90s jersey with the, uh, with with the bottom oh. trims messed up. That's it. Hold on, before we, I just want to take a step back before we start getting on these new jerseys. What are your guys' thoughts on Batman banning special night jerseys? Only during the preseason, and teams are still allowed to do special nights if they want. It's just not going to be league wide. Well, that I was only preseason. I thought that was for the I, whole. I thought it was for the whole season, based on because of players refusing to do so regarding their religion or personal beliefs and whatnot. Right. I thought it was the right. regular season overall. I heard that. I I heard they're not mandating it for you know league wide. Like you know there was an initiative with everything these last few years. It was league wide. Now they're putting it in the hands of the teams in general. So you're not doing away with military night, to my understanding. You're just not doing things that aren't. I don't know. It's it's not league wide. Is really what the bottom line comes to. They're putting the power back to the teams. That's how I was to interpret what they uh, what the release said. I could have swore that the headline was Batman bans special night jerseys throughout the NHL. Yeah, I read that too, but at the same time, I also read you know a bunch of people that just wanted you to click their article and read it. So I mean, a, a headline still, like that'll do okay. that. I'm reading. I'm I'm skimming through the New York Post article, and they're saying that they're still going to do pride theme nights and military nights and stuff like that, but they're not. Um, they're not doing the jersey part of it. The, the, the jersey part of it's going away, which I kind of think is is I kind of think is lousy. I mean, personally, like I like I think the, it's stupid. I like the military theme nights, obviously, like the Pride Night is is a, is a thing that is a hot button issue for certain people. I personally don't have a problem with it. I do think I will I will say this one thing just as a caveat for for Russian players, especially. I think. There's a, we don't know, like we talked about it with the Mitchkoff kid. Like we don't know what they have to go through in their personal life with like, you know, back home with, with threats and things like that. So I know everybody gave Provorov a hard time, but I mean, again, I don't think people really understand what the magnitude is of like being, you know, the, the pressure and all the bullshit of being Russian and, and having that kind of sword over their heads. Oh, right. You know? you know, I mean, who, who on earth would ever put on a Jersey of any type? If you know, you got a whole country of agents watching your every move. And the second you put that Jersey on, they're going to go harm your family or friends. Hell no, I'm not wearing the Jersey either. Just out of that, but you can't come out and say that. So there you go. I mean, the I mean, whole Russian thing. Oh, go ahead. Keith. Go ahead. No, no, I, I'm the 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 Russian thing. I mean, we've talked about that before too, with like you know, banning you know the Russian team. I, I mean, I get it to some regard, you know, but the players don't have anything to do with it. If you're a hockey player in Russia, man, you're not involved in politics and 
you know, you're just playing a game that you love, right? So to 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 penalize, like you're not penalizing Putin. You think Putin gives a shit that guys can't? Yeah, great. All right, they can just stay here and play in the KHL, right? He doesn't give a shit. So you're not, and you're taking. I mean, there's a tremendous talent pool that comes out of Russia and that in that area of the world that are damn good fucking hockey players, right? So I mean, I've been Alexander Mogilny didn't get oh into didn't get into the Hall of Fame again. Are you shitting me? Like, like it's just it's stupid, man. And military, in my opinion, and whatever cancel me, I don't give a shit. Don't care. Military night should always happen. Those are people that put on a uniform every single day and protect our liberties and our rights. Agreed. Right? People, and they die. Mm -hmm. In in stupid-ass wars that most people don't want to fight, and I don't want to pretend like I'm some big political analyst, but, you know, that night, I get. Yeah. Yeah. Put on a jersey, man, with a with a nice little flag on there, some camo, and show appreciation. The other shit, man, like hockey's for everybody and all this other bullshit. Hockey's always been for everybody. That's it's right. not this whole new wokey, stupid bullshit, and you know, I, it's fucking stupid, man. And if somebody's, if that's someone's religious belief, and in this country, man, everyone has a a right to their opinion and a, a right to the do what the hell they want to do. Cause it's America. So, um, I, I personally have no problem with it. I mean, I know go, gay people, I coach gay people. I have no issue with any of that stuff. I just, it's got so politicized all season long. I thought it was a big strike against the NHL personally. Right. Just like all the blowback and the bullshit. It's just like make it about families and people that enjoy the game and come and wear the jersey that the of the team that you love and represent and go watch a fucking hockey game. Like I don't I don't get the, the, the stupid shit. You, you so, know you know, to to piggyback off that thought, Heath, you know, same here. Many gay friends there throughout my lifetime on this earth and so so does, do we all. But one of them actually said one of the most prolific things I'd ever heard about it. Why does who I choose to make love with matter toward anything in the sport or otherwise in life? Is there any other category or subject where anybody's sexual preference truly matters to the situation? And, you know, again, I'm not going to put this friend out there, but they said to me, like, what does that flag even mean? Who made it? Why does it represent this particular thing, and why is this being pushed like that? And to those that it affects, I say, hey, good for you. All right? Enjoy what you got. Just like Gordo said, it's America. Do whatever you want. We don't care. Just don't hurt anybody. You know? Ideally, please. Mm-hmm. But there's definitely no room for ridiculousness of this level. You know, if you're going to do something nice for the community, you do something nice for the community. If you're going to make a spectacle out of it because you're trying to keep up with the woke crowd, Good luck. The corner is over there. Go face it, would you? That's what I have to say about that. But we're not political. This is Causeway Kings. It's all hockey. It's all love. And it's all family and friends here. So let's keep that in mind first and foremost. 
Gentlemen, we got a little uh, under 10 minutes to go here in this particular episode. We're back. It's been about a two-month delay, but huge shout-out to uh, everyone that's listened and all the subscribers out there. Thank you very much, and don't forget, WMEXBoston.com is where you can find more episodes of Causeway Kings in general. But, boys, uh, we do. Uh, I do want to discuss that New Jersey, and uh, I think we're going to get our final thoughts in before we wheel another episode into the books here, so... What's, uh, what is the take? It is the centennial season, 100 years of Boston Bruins hockey. Man, oh, man. And uh, what a time to lose Berge. And all of a sudden, who else thinks we should be retiring 33 to the rafters this season, huh? That's right. Put those hands up. That's right. Hey, I agree. I mean, I you know, I think. Um, Fuck that. Bring him back for another year. Bring him back. Bring him back. You should, you should see if he could play at this point. He'd be more physical than some of the the, the flounder they've been uh, they tossed out on the ice during the playoffs. But bring back Luch, no, no. bring back Jumbo, all of them. <laughs> yeah, but no, in no, all seriousness, um, you know, I mean, I I'm a sucker for the Bruins uniform because obviously I love the team, but I just like the color scheme too. Do so you I love the team? I don't know yeah. that. Some t- <laughs> yeah, newsflash. <laughs> but um, I. I think just about anything they do because I, I love the color scheme too. Like, I mean, I, I, I think you know, I think it's a nice look. Um, you know, it, I, so when they released this, I was driving in my car, so I didn't really get to see all everything they had laid out. But are they are they doing uniforms? Like, are they are they starting like through the season? Are they doing like some some of the games are going to be like. Heritage Knights is what they're calling Heri- them. Like there's going to be like original six matchups from different eras. Is that what they're doing? Uh, I don't I know about so, that because yeah. I thought I thought the the big article from Adidas was we're getting rid of the third jerseys. Forget about it. It's too hard. We can't do it. I remember hearing that halfway through last season. So I'm not sure if that's still correct well, or not. But... Adidas Adidas isn't the jersey maker for the NHL anymore. Oh, that's right. Uh, um, fanatics. fanatics. Good God, I forgot about that already. Fanatics. Boom. Uh, DH Don't get gate? me started on that. The draft jerseys <laughs> even look fake last night. Like somebody bought them for like thirty bucks on for now. They got, they got them. At they fucking... did. Building nine. Yeah, look like they got them at building nineteen. Fucking. <laughs> if you look, like, if they... you if you look real close, the stitching was actually in yellow. It was supposed to be black. They brought. They bought them at fucking Coles. I don't hate. I don't hate the jerseys. I. I, I mean. I mean, I like play it against sports too, but you know, I like my uh, professionals wearing brand new gear. You know, I, I just think again, like, but I mean, I like the, I like the jersey, I like the centennial uh, rollout, but in the again, in the, in the greater scheme of things, I just feel like the whole fanatics thing. Again, we've talked, we touched about this on previous episodes, but it's just like another symptom of the NHL, just not like. Not being, I don't know, being like the redheaded stepchild of like the the four major sports. Like salary cap doesn't go up. The the only the only team, the only sport in in North America that has to deal with a fucking COVID cap and you know the the Jersey bull crap and just the the just the nonsense with you know player movement. You got two hundred and seventeen players with no movement clauses. Like it's just. I mean, it just all kind of just adds up. I mean, it, to just to my overall frustration, but I think mean. I think the uh, Batman needs to go. I mean, it's it's been oh. long enough. Yeah, man. I they they definitely need a change in guard there. 
Need uh, someone younger to get in there and make it happen. You, I'm, I'm all set with the vision of the 60 and 70 year olds around here. Nothing personal, they guys. Need a but hockey guy in there. They need a guy who I don't know who the hell it is. Again, I, I, I you know, it's not my job to figure it out. But I, whether it's Brendan Shanahan or somebody, somebody with a brain who's who's played the sport, who's done a little bit of the business side, like. Like I would even take a guy, even though he's old as dirt, you know, older than rope, a guy like Brian Burke, who's at least done different roles and just, I mean, Bettman's not even a hockey guy. Again, I go back to it. He's a freaking, he came from the NBA. He was born from freaking David Stern's rib. Christ's sakes. That can't yeah. be right because the NBA actually makes money. <laughs> I just, I mean, I, the, the, whatever, whatever they're doing right now, it's not, you know, it's not funny. Every single season now with the Bruins, you know, and the, all the teams do it too. It's like, you know, they've got 17 different jerseys that go up for yeah. sale in the team store. It's like, well, what's wrong with the jerseys they wear right now? Like, I I like the, I like the, you know, I, I get it. I mean, but it's the same fucking logo. They just kind of tweaked what it looked like a little bit. Um, Barely. You know, it's the same damn you know, B. You got the, you got the meth bear, this bear. You know all these different. I've I've been saying for a long time that they need to bring back like the old school jersey, like when Bork and Neely were playing, just yeah. a nice classic B, or even like think out of the box and put like go like the Bruins go diagonal like the Rangers or something like that. Yeah, oh, perfect. God. What? You what do you know? mean perfect? God, both of you were fired. What the hell is this crap? You leave the Rangers jerseys no, where the, they the are. Class, I know what he's get, getting at, though. Colorado like does shit like that, not Boston. Design. Yeah, and they look way better than our fucking crackhead beard jerseys. I or take, a fucking a bear in the woods taking a shit jersey. I take shit bear in the woods jersey all day over the Colorado you, diagonal. The Ranger diagonal. Ugh, no thanks. Dude, it's got a different, Pits, Pittsburgh does it. You Colorado wanna, does it. You want to be like Pittsburgh? It. No, no, but think outside the fucking box. Won three like, cups in the last ten years. I mean, yeah, if you're exactly. gonna go old school, I, I, go old school like the old honeybee arms. How about that? You want to go old school? Let's talk about that for well, a you know second. What? You you want you want to fucking really think outside the box? You know the fucking um, like the tiger head from the old school jerseys. The tiger, but head. that the bear, the bit. No, not the bear. The tiger head. It had like the what? bear claws, right? Yeah, oh, like the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Or, or put, or put like that on the center of the jersey. Like, mix it up a little bit. Yeah, I could see that. Like, I liked where they went with the old school, uh, the original third black alternate, the black jersey with the uh, gold crest. I missed yeah. the shit out of that jersey. That thing was something else. Yeah, I mean, it's good. I, I just think it's like a now. It's like an every year thing, right? It's like. The novelty's worn it, off. It, it don't. It doesn't even like feel special anymore. Like when they come out with like a, a, a alternate jersey, right? It's I mean, just like now. Now it's like every single year. There's you know they've got seven different jerseys that they wear throughout the season, yeah, which is probably where all the creativity went, which is why it sucks right now because it's it's all gone. I mean, yeah, I love the winter classic jerseys. Those are special. Those are fun. You know, Batman needs, Batman needs to go. ESPN needs to go. Oh. Absolutely. Fanatics <laughs> Fanatics needs to go. Philadelphia. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you nobody needs to go. But you that, that's get, also on Batman's record too. You want to get better TV ratings, you need to have as many games in the NHL broadcasted by the TNT crew. You have With to biz and that like they're 100%. they're fucking unbelievable, dude. They're they're like the Charles Barkley and Shaq of the NHL. 
Like the the ratings that they get when games are on TV are fucking through the roof. It's a good combo. Yeah. That's why. And it sucks because if you don't have cable, like a lot of people don't anymore. Right. Right. You have to get the TNT app, and it's like, why don't they just have those guys? Like they're great. I think yeah. the number one problem that I had this season was instead of just one channel, one place, one find, I got to figure out which of the five freaking options are they actually airing this game on tonight. Mm-hmm. And then by the time I figure out what it is, I've already gotten sidetracked and I'm doing something else that doesn't even have anything to do with hockey. It's crazy. Now, mm-hmm. I'm a little short-term challenge, but I'm just saying, you know, it, it, I don't know. It well, should it shouldn't guy. be so hard to find the damn game. Is all I'm saying. What, you don't want to have to. You don't want to watch five games on the Nesson app this year. Oh Come my on, god! Man. Only five. That was it. I mean, I remember back in the good old days where you could just put the damn Nesson on and watch the game. I miss the old Fred, Fred <laughs> and Derek days. That was just like the the best. Oh man, that's good stuff right Fred there. Derek, you don't like Jack Edwards? He Jack Edwards did get voted worst analyst. That. Jack's clearly got something going on, and whatever it is, I hope him all the best. But it's time to uh, time to call it a day on that one. I remember more. I remember more games than not this season. If you guys caught him, they just turned his microphone pretty much down the entire time. You weren't even hearing play by play. It was just kind of inconsistent words here and there. With Honestly, really he's bad time. Got something medically wrong with him, Ben. I think so. Showing up impaired to the broadcast. I, One of the two. I can't imagine I mean, I, they would have let him do that all season long, blatantly. There's no way. There's no I'm, way. I'm in a tough. I'm in a tough spot right now because one of the twins is Jack, and his middle name's Edward. Why would you do that? <laughs> my, my wife. I'll blame you. My wife did it. No, fair, I'm just kidding. Fair. Fair. <laughs> But every now and then I'm like Jack Edward and Edwards, Edwards, Jack Edwards. I hate Jack Edwards. <laughs> <laughs> Subliminal favoritism. Oh my god, oh my Ben, god. you need to apply for that job, man. Seriously, uh, I've already Sorry. got, I've already got it covered, my man. I promise you, the the name is in the hat, and the hat is in the ring. I'm going for PA or play-by-play. I'd rather PA, to be honest with you guys, but I will take either or as long as we get to display proudly the black and gold anywhere we go speaking of which we are coming up on time here boys uh eastern standard time 9 32 here on a thursday night at time of recording so we're going to go around the horn do some final thoughts here we'll try to keep it to uh 30 seconds to a minute if we can uh let's see i'm going to leave merrill for last because i know he's got a lot to say I'm going I, over oh, no 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 you fuck that you need to make him go first dude yeah, or else first. we'll be here till 10 30 yeah, yeah you got a good point there all right, so Clance will fit, uh, follow it all up at the end. Gordo in the middle. Merrill's going to lead it off with the <laughs> final thoughts. And uh, God help us all. Someone get the f- go for Someone it. get the fucking timer ready, please. Uh, yeah, all right. I'm going to get the I'm going to get the hook off the stage. I'm Tod here. Let's go. Because I got a because I got a baby sleeping. Um, there's a lot hanging in the balance with the Bruins as far as uh, what they're going to do to fill fill um, to fill out the roster and. Um, you know, I just I, I'm nervous to where this is all going to head. I think this this team is obviously going to look different. Um, I I, don't, I think they need to find a way to sign. I mean, Orlov and Bertuzzi, move out Grizzlick, move out you know Carlo if you need to. Um, 
try and get get him signed, move out one of the goaltenders because the tandem clearly doesn't work, and they don't know how to use it in the playoffs, and they love playing injured goaltenders. So, um, by the way, one one thing I just want to say, and I'll just end on this because we didn't bring it up, but on the award ceremony, even though I didn't watch, I heard a clip where uh, Almar kind of bashed Bob Asenza. I don't know, or, or said they didn't agree, which I kind of found weird, which kind of made me stinky. He maybe he will be out the door, but um, I don't know what's going to happen with the Bruins. But uh, it, it's going to be an interesting next week or two. They got a lot to figure out. Free agency starts Saturday. My God, my God, Gordo, you're up. Well, boys, it was great to be back on with you guys. Been too long. Cheers to that. Absolutely. Been too long. No, I, you know it's definitely going to be an interesting off season to see where the Bruins, you know, kind of figure some stuff out or don't figure some stuff out. I I would say if we're starting, you know, with the draft moving forward, I, I I'm not overly optimistic <laughs> with any of the draft picks, although they didn't have a whole lot this year because they traded most of them away. Um, you know, I think, uh, I don't know. I'm definitely back on the, the Hawks wagon a little bit. And I and I do think next season, I think the Edmonton Oilers are going to make a splash and are going to be a very formidable team. Um, but I think they were the only team to actually give Vegas a game or a series in this playoff. So um, they definitely, did. definitely be enjoyable to watch McDavid and company um, again next season. Um, you know, but for right now, boys, I got uh, – I got my summer stuff kicking off here next week, so I'm going to just get back on the ice and get the summer stuff underway, and um, let's uh, see if we can work on getting some uh, some guys on this podcast to tell some stories. How about that? 100%. Yeah, buddy. Clance, your final thoughts of the evening. No, obviously it's uh, great to be back, back on here with you guys. Um, you know, it's great to see everybody and glad everyone's doing well and healthy and living life to the best and the fullest. Um, I think Hellebuck is going to go to Edmonton and take them to the cup finals next year. Um, I think the Bruins are going to trade Forbert and Riley and Wagner to clear up more cap space. And I think... Merrill deep down secretly loves the Boston Bruins decor and sleeps with a blanket that has all their names and faces on it. Love it. Can't get can't get enough of it. Can't, can't get enough of it. You know, I, can't get it, enough it, it, of your love, baby. That's right. Very very disappointing of what happened in the playoffs, but you know, it is what it is. You win as a team, you lose as a team. It's never always one individual. So people need to realize that. It's a whole they decor. Got, yep. For fuck's sakes. <laughs> wow. Uh, hey, but, you know, shout out to, uh, I think, actually, Gordo, is Cam Brown doing the three ice again? Brownie's back at three ice. I think nice. they're shaking it up. They're do- they actually started, I believe, tonight or yesterday. Two nights, two nights ago. Yeah. yeah. So they're doing it. Uh, on, they're doing it like midweek for some reason. And then so I- they're coming to a Gannis Arena July 26th. Three ice is coming oh, to Guinness Arena. Man, Let's we gotta it. get going. We gotta be there. We gotta. Let's do it. I'll, yep. I'll, uh, 
I'll touch. I think Brownie's going to skate a little bit with me this summer, so I'll touch base with him and see if we can uh, yes. somehow hook us up and get us in that rink so we can cover it a little bit. That would be fun. Remind they, uh, him let's... that we only need space to set up a mixer. Yeah, Bruins legendary defenseman Ray Bork is a new coach this year. His sons Ryan and Chris are playing as well. Yep. Um, it's going to be fun to watch, and you know, obviously, hats off to Vibero for providing them with all their their new swag this year and mm. uh yeah this is uh it's gonna be funny it's gonna be fun coming come saturday see what happens i love no it. big no big pot this year though for the finals no. really no. no money no they're just gonna get paid straight out like the same every game i guess well is it just not fair that everybody played nobody won anything in some regard <laughs> maybe they blew their wad season one and <laughs> <laughs> probably I had to rethink that whole million dollar thing at the end. <laughs> what, so. what was the biggest overhead that we had? Uh, paying the winning team. What do yeah. you mean? Well, yeah. we didn't. <laughs> we never sold any tickets, sir. So I do. I do. I do like the ad. I do. They added some other teams. They added Bork in the mix. I mean, they've got all Hall of Fame guys coaching, and you know, I love the concept, man. Like, yeah. you know, it's like that Ice Cube's basketball league there, that three v three one that he has. Um, you know, I, I do think if somebody got it, got behind it, you know, like a big hitting person with some money and they got better, like television coverage, I think it would do pretty well. Well, I, I agree. agree. Like, I was going to say for a million dollars for, so it, it, how many guys are on the roster and the coach? Like that's a, you split that. That's, that's a pretty good uh, chunk of change. Cause I, how think many guys? I think it's just six guys per team and a goalie. Yeah. There you go. So what's that? And then the coach. So that's eight guys split a million bucks. That's yeah. fucking pretty good. Not too shabby. Yeah. For this yeah. vicinity. Brownie definitely got paid last summer. That's for sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> cool. So he's buying the first round of drinks. Sounds like a plan, man. All right. Yeah, he, I just talked to him. He's going back over to um, the end of the season France? in Denmark. Oh, he's Denmark. in Denmark now. And uh, I think he's going back. He just signed like a three-year deal over there, so he's he's gonna lock him. He's locked up there for a bit overseas. Nice. nice. Well, we eagerly await to see his progress, and we eagerly await to get together again and do it all over again, boys. It's been an absolute pleasure, and uh, welcome back to the Causeway Kings, officially starting the 2023-24 off season. And preseason is just around the corner. Oh, I love it. On that happy note, folks, you have been listening to the WMEX Sports Radio Network. Appreciate one and all. Marshall, Clance, Gordo, thank you very much. And as always, my friends, let's... Let's go go be...